Welcome to the Claudio Rosano Show on ClaudioRosano.com, brought to you by Aspire Pediatric Therapy and Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center. Claudio will be speaking to sports legends from the 70s, 80s, and 90s about their careers, business, and what they're doing now. He will also hold roundtable discussions with some old friends about trending topics in the world of sports. And now, here's Claudio. Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in to the Claudio Relsano Show, brought to you by Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center. Uh, as always, I want to thank Rick Mitchell for the introductions and my fantastic, wonderful producer, Mr. Adam Zalouf. This is a very, very special show for me uh, today. Uh, number one, we have the uh, our sponsor for the show, Mr. Gre- Dr. Greg Roscoe. Dr. Roscoe, thank you so much for being on the show and for your belief in the show. Thanks for being on. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to do the show. So I do thank you very much, Claudio. Well, and we thank you. And our our listeners hear your name all the time. And again, uh, we thank you for being on. You know, um, our guest today uh, means a ton to me, both personally and professionally, more so personally. Um, He is someone that I've been following since I was four years old. I'm 56 right now. I remember my mom when our guest today won the Indianapolis 500 in 1969. And she said, Andretti and Vincuto, Andretti and Vincuto, Andretti won, Andretti won. And, and from that day on, you know, he was my guy. And, and the toughest thing about this interview for me today is, is not to get too emotional because uh, he means that much to me. So uh, he has the all-time greatest race car driver of all time. He's a legend, four-time IndyCar national champion, Formula One world champion, Daytona 500 winner, uh, again, Indy 500 winner in 69, uh, three-time Indianapolis pole winner. I can go on and on and on. Um, The driver of the century and just the absolute legend, uh, Mr. Mario Andretti. Mr. Andretti, thank you so much for being on the show. My pleasure, Claudia. My pleasure. Thank you. The, the first question I want to ask you, and you know, your career and your life has been well documented, but um, I want to go over a few things uh, right away. For me, as my audience knows, August 19th, 1973 was my very first Pittsburgh Pirate game, and I knew what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. Now, you had a very similar experience the first time uh, you went to a race. Tell us about that experience, please. Well, uh, I don't know why, actually, uh, my twin brother Aldo and I uh, became enamored with the sport, um, mainly because uh, the surroundings uh, didn't really lead us in that direction. Uh, but uh, for some reason, I don't know, it just, uh, like I said, I'm still searching. But um, uh, once we were introduced to it, you know, basically uh, through media, more than anything, just a uh, newspaper and then... Uh, and uh, uh, newsreels, if you will, uh, not on TV in those days. Uh, and newsreels were uh, pretty much something that you would see uh, during intermission, going to movies in Italy, <laughs> uh, because they they would have to have an intermission midway through the film because uh, to to let the smoke out, because uh, you could <laughs> cut the smoke with a knife. You know, but um, in the movie house, people were allowed to smoke, so. Uh, and then uh, just before resume intermission, they would have movie, you know, newsreels from around the world. And of course, uh, in Italy, uh, uh, automobile racing was at the uh, at the avant garde of uh, sports, uh, even before calcio, you know, before uh, soccer. Soccer. And yeah. uh, and because of uh, the presence in the fifties of uh, Alfa Romeo, uh, Maserati, Ferrari, and uh, 
current world champions. The first world champion uh, ever was uh, Nino Farina. And uh, in 1951, you know, so and then right after that was uh, Alberto Scari. Uh, you know, so as you can see as, uh, as kids, uh, all of a sudden there's something that just captured our imagination. And uh, and I don't know if uh, you felt that way when uh, when you saw me you were captured by, by football. But uh, uh, for me, it was uh, from that on, it was just a, a dream that was beginning and um and never had a plan B. I always say that. <laughs> right. Just, uh, uh, we didn't know what was going to transpire in our lives, of course. Uh, but uh, at the same time, uh, you can you're you're allowed to dream as a kid, and uh, and Aldo and I did that. And then uh, later on, uh, we worked on it, and it became a reality. Well, for me, as I said, my parents were from Italy. They liked soccer and boxing. So there was never a baseball game on TV. As a matter of fact, when baseball, when the Pirates would preempt Gunsmoke, yeah, you know, my, football, my, okay, baseball, yeah, baseball, yeah, my, my dad'd be upset. So when I yeah. went to that first baseball game, it, it just it just hit me, and I knew at age eight, uh, that's what I wanted to do. Now I can't explain it, like you said, it was just one of those things. I just look at it that the good Lord said, okay, this is the day that this is going to happen, and and thank yeah. God, uh, th- like you said, things went the way they did. But um, uh, in, in when you were in Italy, uh, you know, obviously, again, you were things changed. You were uprooted, and uh, you had to move away from your home, um, and we know about that. But how did that shape? How did that dramatic incident, for the lack of a better term, and the seven years that you had to stay in, in Luca? How did that turn you into the person that you are today? Well, Claudio, you know, as a kid. Uh, you adapt, and um, you know you uh, you obviously uh, you can see that um, uh, things are not even not knowing anything else normal because uh, you know because you listen to your parents you listen to all the uh, you know the uh, anguish if you will in so many ways um, I mean you know first. Uh, Five years uh, of my life, it was nothing but war. I was born when the World War II uh, started, uh, 1940, and um, so as you can see, the, uh, I knew of nothing else. But at the same time, when you're moving away from home, and you see uh, your mother crying and all of that sort of thing, uh, you know there's something not right. But uh, at the same time, you, we arrive and we're at the refugee camp in Luca. And then there are other kids there, and you go to school, you do this and that, and and you adapt, and um, and and you you pursue things. Uh, you still, you know, even then, you know, but uh, kept us kids, uh, you know, on a happy track. Was oh, okay, you know, someday we're going to be race drivers. Someday we're going to do this. Someday we're going to do that. And um, then all of a sudden, uh, there's talk about coming to to the U.S. Well, you know, my older sister, Ana Maria, was one of those that uh, was always very positive. And, um, and she's the one that, uh, oh, you know, a new world or this and that. And, you know, when, uh, when, when we uh, uh, sailed on the Conte Bianca Mano uh, and we sailed under the Statue of Liberty at 5 in the morning on a beautiful day in June, June 15, June 16, uh, 1955. Uh, that was uh, my sister Anna Maria's 21st birthday, oh, 
And there she was out there, you know, on the bow of the boat and singing. And actually, she's singing the, the uh, U.S. natural uh, 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 you know, na- national anthem. National anthem, you know, and uh, things like that. So as kids, like I said, you, you uh, especially if you have that example around you. My sister was six years uh, older than us, so she was much more mature. And uh, and we were looking up to her, you know, to just uh, uh, pave the way or tell us, uh, you know, things of what to expect and whatever. So, again, you just um, uh, somehow, as I said, uh, the bottom line is uh, you find a way to uh, to look at the, at the positive side, even though, uh, you know, you don't know any better. <laughs> right. Dr. Roscoe, you have some questions for Mr. Andretti. Uh, you know, I do, Mr. Andretti. I love that story of getting to America. And, you know, you, you talked about, uh, you know, no plan B. You know, you just mentioned that. And, you know, how did you get so passionate about doing things? You know, I, I have some of your personal quotes where you say, I was in pursuit of my dreams from the very beginning. It's all about desire and passion at all costs. Where, where, where did that come from? You know, who helped support you and motivate you? Were your mom and dad that instrumental in doing that and your family ties? You know, that's a good question, actually, because uh, uh, here again, um, I don't know, Aldo and I were just captured by this dream, this passion, as you said, and desire. And uh, and we didn't dare tell my dad, because okay. why? <laughs> you know, it's, 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 it's crazy, because uh, he was basically ignorant of the sport, and uh, all he, you know, he kept hearing, and what was mostly... Uh, publicized even too much was uh, all the, the the negatives in the sport the the uh, yes. you know the accidents and uh, you oh, know yeah. uh, and the you danger know, the danger of it uh, and and uh, in 19 on our way over to uh, to America we were uh, for 9 days we were you know on a trip and um, that was during the 24 hours of Le Mans in France okay and uh, every day, you know, we would look at the, on a, they would have a bulletin of news around the world, and all of a sudden, big news: 85 people killed at Le Mans mm. when Ooh. a car, a Pierre Levesque, a French driver, somehow uh, got out of control, went up in the stands and killed 85 people. So these My are, God. and then, and and the year before we left. Uh, my idol, Alberto Ascari, was a current uh, world champion in Italy. He was killed, uh, you know, in a, in a practice run, sure. in a, a test run in Monza. So these are the, the things that my dad, you know, he would have, uh, you know, tried to help us in any way. But we didn't dare say that, uh, you know, when we, you know, we were passionate about saying, oh, you kids are crazy, this and that. But sure. uh, two years, uh, doctor, after we arrived here... Aldo and I, with uh, four other buddies, uh, we put a plan together to start building our first race car to race locally. And uh, and, uh, Did you have a license, a driver's license? Well, uh, yeah, we just, uh, you know, obviously uh, I was 17 then. And, Uh um, but uh, again, right away, uh, that, that was our, we didn't waste any time. Two years later, the car, you know, the, the, the car was ready to be raced. 
and uh, but we were underage. In those days, uh, to race professionally, you had to be 21, and we were only 19. So we had one car, two drivers, and um, <laughs> yeah, and and again, we didn't dare tell my dad because you know I think he would have stopped it. And sure. so Aldo and I raced. Uh, well, we fudged. We had uh, a local uh, editor of the local newspaper here in Nazareth uh, that uh, less young. Uh, we befriended him through my uncle Gaston. It's just a long story, you know, because uh, you know we used to just uh, uh, be out there and, and making friends, you know, along the way. Yes. And, and um, uh, so anyway, he fudged our uh, uh, birth date on our on our driver's license. So here we go. We qualify Aldo and I and. Uh, uh, here comes the first race, and uh, there was a toss of a coin who was going to drive. Uh, he won the toss. He went out there, doctor. He won the first race. My and uh, won the first the qualifying heat in the race, and we earned $145. Holy First heck. race. But we had $1,000 debt. <laughs> for the car. <laughs> for the car. <laughs> And a lot of labor, a lot of labor. Yes, they, a lot of labor of love, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. So anyway, just, you know, to answer your question, I don't know how better to put it, that uh, we were just driven by desire and passion. And, uh, Wonderful. And, and, and that's it. Yes. You know, even, uh, you know, we, we had to just uh, uh, pretty much go against uh, potentially my, 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 my dad's will. Uh, at the yes. time, uh, understanding that he just did not understand. <laughs> and what did your father do for a living? What was his background, Mr. Andrew? Uh, basically, when he was here, he was uh, he, he was basically uh, working at the Bethlehem Steel. He got a he was okay. basically a labor um, uh, job. Sure. And, uh, he worked different so he jobs would... when we arrived there. He worked at a block plant and and a box factory, and then finally uh, he got a better job at the Bethlehem Steel here it was it's a prime yes. uh, you know place of employment so, and uh, and he retired from that uh, so but, he was uh, motivated enough to bring his family to this country for a better life yes indeed actually we had an uncle on my mother's side that lived here in Nazareth and uh, in those days to uh, to be able to uh, to to receive a visa to approve the visa you had to have someone here that would guarantee that you would have a place to stay and so on and so forth. And uh, okay. so uh, Uncle Tony Benvenio, he's the one that uh, made that guarantee. And as a matter of fact, uh, doctor, we were in a refugee camp from 48 to 1948 to 1955. In 1952, wow. uh, it was suggested to my dad, why don't you uh, apply for a visa maybe if – Things don't open up in Italy, and maybe uh, you come to America. And then he applied for visas in 1952, and three years later, the visas were approved, and he had almost forgotten about it. And, <laughs> Holy uh, hell. and then it was decision time to come to the States. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I said this a million times, but uh, uh, to break the news to us, my dad says, you know what? We'll go to America for five years and then maybe come back. And okay. just to soften it, so to speak, sure. because it was an unknown. Sure. I understand. It was an unknown, you know, and, uh, uh, but he, f- he felt, uh, and always said, I'm only doing this, he said, because, you know, for your future. 
thinking of your future, opportunities, and uh, how prophetic was that? You know, my uh, God. Yeah, absolutely. What, what a know, father. Yeah, indeed. You know, my, my grandfather said the same thing. He was going to come over here. He came over in 1919. He said, I'm only going to go for a couple of years, make a few bucks, then go back. So he came over here in 1919, and he left 66 years later. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it, it wasn't a back-and-forth trip. But, uh, yeah. So, Lifetime. Yeah. But we're going to take a quick commercial break to hear from our sponsors, Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center, Dom's Pizzeria and Sports Bar at Trafford, Pennsylvania, criminal defense attorney Eric Jackson-Laurie with offices located in downtown Pittsburgh and Fox Chapel. Call Eric at 412-963-9308. And my new book is out, Lead from the Heart Up, Not the Neck Up, How to Create a Positive and Winning Culture on the Field and in the Office. It's available at the Robinson Township Barnes & Noble, Swickley Penguin Bookstore, and of course my website, ClaudioRelsano.com and Amazon.com. We will be right back with the legendary Mario Andretti. Dr. Roscoe, I've been talking to my dad and he seems out of sorts, like he can't understand what I'm saying. It's not just a hearing problem, Jolie. It is a health problem. Even with a mild hearing loss, our risk of dementia doubles with age. So let's improve dad's hearing and his health. Let us be the solution to his hearing health care needs so you and dad can experience many years of understanding, laughter, and happy memories. Serving the Dubois area for over 20 years, the Roscoe Hearing Care Center in Dubois, Punxsy, and St. Mary's. The hearing solutions you've been looking for. Call us for an appointment today, 814-375-0455. The law offices of Eric Jackson Lurie are available when you need it for all of your defense needs. Maybe it's a DUI, or maybe you found yourself in the wrong place at the wrong time. Whatever the scenario, the law offices of Eric Jackson Lurie are available seven days a week. With a practice based throughout Western Pennsylvania, the law offices of Eric Jackson Lurie are conveniently located in downtown Pittsburgh and Fox Chapel. When you or a loved one needs discreet, experienced legal representation, call Eric Jackson Lurie at 412-963-9308. That's 412-963-9308. We want to welcome our newest sponsor, Dom's Pizzeria and Sports Bar. 502 Cavett Avenue in Trafford, Pennsylvania. Call 412-372-3667. Don Pecora, great guy, great food. Make sure you tell him we sent you. Okay, Mr. Andretti. Now, something that you have done that I don't see anymore, and that's you Just drove call me in. Mario. Call me well, Mario. Okay, all right. I'm calling you, I'm calling you Claudio. Call okay. me Mario. <laughs> okay, you got it. Um, Mario, Uh you drove in all kind of disciplines. Uh, I don't see that anymore, number one. But number two, how hard did, did you have to make different adjustments each discipline? And did that carry over into your business world? Because you obviously did different things in business, the winery and things for Firestone and so on and so forth. So uh, was that just how you are? You just like to do different things? Well, I, I think uh... – I, I look for challenges, and uh, I love driving so much, which I, you know, to today, uh, and um, and I look for every opportunity to sort of uh, our sport has uh, so much to offer at the top level, you know, in the different categories, the different uh, we call it disciplines, and um, and so I always, you know, I wanted to see what. You know, you, you you concentrate on something. My, uh, you know, I, I like to think uh, uh, my specialty was uh, open wheel, single seaters, a la Indy cars or Formula One. But 
there's uh, sports prototypes, and then there's stock cars, you know, that sort of thing. And um, and and those are, you know, disciplines where you could have a wonderful career with. You know, some, you know, some drivers like your stock car drivers, they had never driven anything else, you know. But right. uh, uh, and I just wanted to see. I had the opportunity because I expressed a desire, you know, to to race for some of the top teams in that categories, you know, and um, they just do. Just specific events, uh, because you know you can't do it all. You can't do all the championships. You know it's just impossible. Uh, but um, and I venture there, and um, and and as you said, you, yeah, you definitely have to adapt. I mean, uh, you know, it's uh, it's like an animal trainer. You know, uh, you you tame an elephant differently than tame a tiger. You know, and uh, and in some ways the methods are are close, but at the same time. Yeah, you have to do uh, you know things differently, but uh, overall, I think uh, your dimension increases of knowledge uh, because oh, I experienced this, and some of the things cross over, and you benefit from it. And um, so again, you know, out of all of it, I felt that um, you know, for me, uh, it, it, you know, it just made me a more complete driver, if you will. But at the same time, I'm just having a ball doing it. And uh, and the biggest satisfaction, Claudio, doctor, is that um, is to be able to go. I always say in somebody else's sandbox, and win at their own game. And yeah. uh, and that was for me to be able to cross over, and you know we be with a with a team that gives you that uh, potential, that opportunity because of you know the equipment being competitive, and then do your job. And come away with a result. Uh, so again, as you said, uh, you know, like going to uh, stock cars, so you know, to NASCAR, and they win to their biggest race is the same thing as one of their drivers would come, say, to Indianapolis and win there. So uh, that's where I derive so much satisfaction, and uh, and and you know, with that satisfaction, obviously, gives you more, you know, more reason to to just do it and do it more. I mean, I won a sports prototype, long distance races, you know, which is a specialty in itself. Um, you know, I want to even to experience uh, hill climb, you know, the Pikes Peak hill climb, which is really probably the most dangerous race in the world. And uh, I won that, and then I want to figure I'll never go back, you know, because I think <laughs> wow. I'll kill myself the next time. But, uh, you know, things like that. But, um it was just opportunities to explore and um, and not just be happy with where you are because the sport gave us that opportunity. And you see some of that now and then today, like uh, you got the NASCAR champion, Jimmy Johnson, that's going to uh, retire from NASCAR. He's going to, He's still young enough, and he's uh, going to do some IndyCar racing and things, which is wonderful to see crossover. Sure. And uh, a lot of it is uh, they're looking at uh, things that A.J. Foyt and my Pernelli Jones and myself used to do in those uh, during those decades. Now they say, you know what, you know, maybe they want to try some of these things, and, and they are. You know, there's some, there's some crossover more in the last couple of years than we've seen in the last 20. You know, so, yeah, it's uh, it's something that, again, it presents a special challenge, and uh, – 
and you come away, I mean, uh, if you're lucky enough, uh, with uh, just tremendous satisfaction, which is uh, it's, this is what keeps you going. You know, I've read so many interviews on you and I've watched so many interviews and the one, a couple of the interviews stand out, but one time you were asked what your biggest fear was and right away you said poverty. Now, <laughs> yeah. and I'm the same way. I, I'm like the Italian say, Mishpan, you know, I always afraid, you know, that's why I keep pushing and keep pushing. I, I never stop, you know, and I always try to grasp that next number. As bad as that may sound, that's just how I am. And, uh, but explain that that fear a little bit more, if you don't mind? Well, you know, in a sense, uh, I always said, um, you know, I love the sport so much that uh, I, I would race for nothing. You know, I would race for free. But that's not, you know, but it, that's not the way that I operated. I mean, I uh, always negotiated my, my own contracts. And quite honestly, uh, I always try to, uh, to, to set the standard. You know, and uh, in sports, you know, there's no such a thing as, oh, okay, this is the price. It's just whatever price uh, the team that uh, you're going to join is willing to pay for. And, uh, and it's a matter, you know, it's up to uh, any of us to, uh, to just elevate the level, you know. And, uh, and that's what I did throughout my, my uh, uh, career. Uh, I tried to take advantage of uh, what I could, even on, uh, on you know, on, on that side as well. Uh, and uh, and I think it's it, it's all it all ties in, if you will, you know. And um, and so uh, uh, yeah, I wanted to provide, uh, you know, especially when the sport was not as safe as it is now. You know, I wanted uh, to possibly um, to be sure that uh, uh, I would provide some security for my family. Uh, I had seen so many of my friends, uh, close friends, uh, you know, just, um, you know, be killed and then uh, and not having much, you know, for uh, their family to go on and, and on and on. So a lot of that came into play, you know, if you will, at first. But then it, the other way, uh, you know, just uh, it's something that it's a natural. You want to do uh, even, uh, you know, to, 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 to try to have the, the best life possible. You know, you try to, uh, to, to be able to, uh, to be successful on the financial side as well. Uh, so that's another challenge. And I, um, I, you know, I, uh, I love those type of challenges. Sure. Dr. Roscoe. You know, Mario, I love what you're saying. I love hearing that, you know, in an Italian family, that's how we were raised as well. You know, it, could I just proceed to a little bit of another topic? Would that be okay, Claudio? Sure, of And uh, what I'd like to do, uh, can you tell me how you stay so relevant in the world? All right, how, you know, you're, you have notoriety. Uh, people know you. Uh, they want you. You're sought after. How do you maintain this relevancy in the world? Do you understand my question, Mario? Well, Doctor, um, I think uh, things come with uh, you. You don't have to force yourself to do anything except what you really enjoy, and uh, and that the rest takes care of itself. You know, it's uh, it's music to my ears, as even as Claudio said that somewhere, you know, he got some inspiration from me. Because of he's yeah. so ambitious, I'm looking at uh, 
uh, everything that uh, he has you know, <laughs> that he's that he's doing. I figure, well, it's either an inspiration or, or an excuse for Linda to tell Linda that <laughs> uh, you know that uh, uh, I have to do these things because Mario says so. You know, <laughs> and uh, you know, going back, uh, you know, just <laughs> just to, to labor a little bit belabor that one a little bit uh, I felt a little bit of guilt along the way even because um, you know when you're so ambitious sometimes uh, you're sacrificing something along the way and uh, and this is where my wonderful wife uh, who, uh, who's no longer with us uh, Deanne was such a rock so wonderful and never uh, never realized uh, how important she was in my life by just supporting and understanding, you know, what, why I was doing these things. And again, you know, along the way, there was some sacrifice, you know, obviously, uh, because uh, all my weekends were work. And, mm-hmm. and many of our friends, you know, they were going on picnics. They were going to the shore. They were doing this and that. And um, But then at the same time, I said, uh, well, we're not doing a lot of the things that, you know, neighbors are doing. I said, but at the same time, I said, uh, we're taking the kids to Australia. I've, uh, you know, we've kids sure. have flown to Concord. You know, and and so we made up. But at the same time, like I still, it was some sacrifice along the way. And, and I had, and I needed a partner. That at the time, like I said, I uh, I wasn't even not even realizing how important that was. But she was, you know, my rock on the side. And uh, and again, uh, but you know, I don't know how to answer your question. You know, in a way, other than saying, uh, I think you know the best thing I can say. Uh, I'm fortunate that uh, a lot of things went my way, and I have never taken anything for granted in that respect, because um, you know uh, I have a twin brother that uh, unfortunately passed away. Uh, just a couple of weeks ago, and uh, oh. and Aldo and I had the same dream, and somehow, you know, he had an injury uh, at the end of the first season. He had another injury uh, racing ten years after we started. He had to retire from the sport, and somehow, you know, he was successful as a businessman, but somehow there was always something that um, uh, he fell victim of. And uh, okay. the beautiful thing about this man is that he never, ever uh, acted like he was a victim of anything. And that was an example. But at the same time, what I'm saying is, uh, look how fortunate I was even to yes. dodge so many bullets along the way, you know, so many accidents. And I kind of got away with, you know, where, uh, you know, 85, 90% of my friends are no longer with us. We used to lose sure. five, six drivers a year, you know, and uh, yep. and so why am I so fortunate? And uh, so because of that, you know, you're happy, you're grateful, and I don't know, and then that's it. I don't think you have to work toward anything. Uh, you're not, I'm not trying to, uh, you know, to... Uh, to be something I'm not, if you will, you know, or um, uh, it's just that sure. I live my life and I have. Uh, um, and you can accept uh, it for what it is. Just appreciation for everything that yes. has happened to me, you know. Yes. Can I ask uh, one more question? Uh, sure. 
uh, Claudio, a very short one. You know, uh, your phone probably still rings every day, correct? Oh, yes. Yeah, we are. Yes. Uh, yeah. What, yeah, what would happen or what's going to happen when your phone doesn't ring anymore, Mario, if that would ever happen? I'll, call, I'll keep calling him. I'll keep calling him. <laughs> yeah, I'll ask Claudio to keep calling me. Right. <laughs> um, thank you. No, thank you know, you. Doctor, uh, it's uh, I, I've uh, I will never have any regrets. I, I think uh, everything that's happened so far is is, uh, is enough to keep me going. You know, for the rest of my yes. life. And uh, uh, so again, uh, you know, not a problem. I. Uh, Things either happen or they don't, and whenever they happen, they happen for a reason, and and that's it. I don't, um, you know. No. Thank, uh, thank you for despair. the words. Be- beautiful words. Thank you. Thank uh, you, Claudio. Uh, sure. Well, I'll ask you one. Well, not ask you one more thing. I just have one more comment, and this is the Eric Jackson Lurie final word. Criminal defense attorney Eric Jackson Lurie, with offices located in downtown Pittsburgh and Fox Chapel, call Eric at four one two nine six three nine three zero eight. Mario, let me ask you this, and and I don't know if you've ever been asked this or not, and I'll try to articulate it the best I can to end the show. But your hero growing up was Alberto Ascari. Can you imagine how you to, imagine how you would have felt if he would have sent you a congratulatory note like you did to me whenever I made a uh, the Italian uh, I won the coach, Italian Coach of the Year? Imagine how you would have felt if he would have uh, sent you a Christmas card. Imagine how you would have felt if he would have asked you. Or if you would have asked him to be on your show and he accepted, uh, how how would you have felt? Well, let if me he showed you, you the kindness like you've shown me. Let me tell you something that something close to that happened uh, back in 1992. Uh, well, I was a uh, inductor in in the International Motorsports Hall of Fame, and two years later, posthumously, Alberto Scotti was in, inducted into that. Uh, and guess who they asked to induct them wow. officially? They asked me to do it. Yeah. And I, uh, I presented that to his son, Antonio. Mm. And, uh, and that was a thrill like you can never imagine. I'm glad you brought that up because, again, can you imagine just go- talking about going full circle? Yeah. You know, I had that opportunity to induct my idol in the International Motorsports Hall of Fame in the wow. same place where I had a place. I mean, uh, you wow. know, life can be wonderful. Yes. And, you know, uh, you, you mentioned your brother Aldo, and I, I sent you a little card. And, and again, you have you our... Did. Thank you so much. Of course, of course. And I know you guys were close. And um, and again, uh, you know, I, I, I mentioned one more story, the story that you had a picture that people thought it was you, but it wasn't you. Can you tell that one real quick? Yes, it was in, uh, in 1969, Indianapolis. Uh, I had a, uh, an accident that uh, was two days before qualifying, and uh, I had my, some burns. There was some fire. I had, my face was burned. And, uh, and, so, uh, and then qualifying, I put the car on the front row, which is uh, you know three cars, uh, top three cars, and then there's a traditional photo the next day, they take off the front row, which they do that today. And um, 
and so my face was all puffed up and crusty and so forth. And so I asked Aldo, I mean, my twin, we look, you know, they were identical twins. I said, Aldo, why don't you cover for me? Uh, and uh, and he sat in there in the car for me, and uh, hardly anybody asked the question. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he was there, and they that that photo is still being sold at the gift shop at Indianapolis, by the way. <laughs> and now they know the truth, but that's okay. That's now okay. they know the truth. That's yeah, okay. yeah. Well, Mario, again, I, I brought up the Alberto Ascari, how you would feel. Imagine how I feel whenever I received something from you. Imagine how I feel now interviewing you for my show. I mean, I was a nervous wreck. I was a nervous wreck all day. And I, I know my, my parents, uh, I know that they see it. I know that they're excited to, to have us connect and talk because they were big fans of yours as well. Um, and like I said, yes, I, I loved and respected your race car driving and all that. But for me, it was a type of person that you are. And, um, You've meant so much to me in my life and in my career. I, I can go on and on. I don't want to keep you too much longer, but um, I, I thank you for the inspiration. I thank you for the impact. And uh, if I go on too much longer, I'm going to break down here, and we don't want to do that. But I'm Italian, and I'm emotional, and that's okay. But um, t thank you for everything, and thank you so much for taking the time to be on no, our show. Kind. Thank you. You're very kind, uh, Claudia. Well, you're well, very, you. very welcome indeed. Yeah, thanks for having me on, and and Dr. Great uh, chatting with you as well. And make sure you get the Andretti wine. It's great wine. I've, I've had it. It's All great right. wine. <laughs> That's it. Again, Here. thank you for the opportunity. Okay, Ryan. My, thank my you pleasure. so much. Thank pleasure you. indeed. Take care. Okay, everyone. Um, well, that uh, hope you enjoyed it because I know I Bye, did. Um, as always, want to thank uh, Rick Mitchell and uh, my great producer, Adam Zalouf. And uh, you can listen to the show on my website, ClaudioRalsano.com, iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. Uh, don't forget uh, our sponsors, uh, Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center. Now you know there really is a Dr. Roscoe. He's on the air today, and he's a great guy. And, again, Dr. Roscoe, I appreciate you more than you know. And, and your entire family is, is wonderful. Um, and also thank uh, Dom's Pizzeria and Sports Bar at 502 Cavett Avenue in Trafford, Pennsylvania. Call Dom at 412 372 Three six six seven, and Eric Jackson Lurie, criminal defense attorney with offices located in downtown Pittsburgh and Fox Chapel. Call Eric at 412-963-9308. And my new book, Lead from the Heart Up, Not the Neck Up, How to Create a Positive Winning Culture on the Field and in the Office, is available now on my website, ClaudioRelsano.com, JohnMelvinPublishing.com, uh, Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, and Robinson Township. Um, and, uh, again, I appreciate all of you listening, uh, keep tuning in. Uh, we have a bunch of great guests coming up as always. And as always, thank you, mom and pop. Talk to you guys soon. Thank you for listening to the Claudio Rossano show brought to you by Aspire Pediatric Therapy and Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center. Be sure to tune in next time on ClaudioRosano.com.
Dr. Roscoe, I've been talking to my dad and he seems out of sorts, like he can't understand what I'm saying. It's not just a hearing problem, Jolie. It is a health problem. Even with a mild hearing loss, our risk of dementia doubles with age. So let's improve dad's hearing and his health. Let us be the solution to his hearing health care needs so you and dad can experience many years of understanding, laughter, and happy memories. Serving the Dubois area for over 20 years, the Roscoe Hearing Care Center in Dubois, Punxsy, and St. Mary's. The hearing solutions you've been looking for. Call us for an appointment today, 814-375-0455. The law offices of Eric Jackson Laurie are available when you need it for all of your defense needs. Maybe it's a DUI, or maybe you found yourself in the wrong place at the wrong time. Whatever the scenario, the law offices of Eric Jackson Laurie are available seven days a week. With a practice based throughout western Pennsylvania, the law offices of Eric Jackson Lurie are conveniently located in downtown Pittsburgh and Fox Chapel. When you or a loved one needs discreet, experienced legal representation, call Eric Jackson Lurie at 412-963-9308. That's 412-963-9308. We want to welcome our newest sponsor, Dom's Pizzeria and Sports Bar. 502 Cavett Avenue in Trafford, Pennsylvania. Call 412-372-3667. Don Pecora, great guy, great food. Make sure you tell him we sent you. <laughs> 